You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The podcast is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Chloe Thompson. Chloe is head of global content strategy and thought leadership at Reward Gateway, a SaaS platform that connects employers and employees. Chloe, thanks so much for, for your time and for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Excited to get started. Yeah, well, let's let's jump into it because this is a great topic and, and one that I that I always enjoy discussing, and that's how to create better thought leadership content. And just for a little context for our listeners, you know, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I'm sure you do too. And, and other places where people are talking about B2B marketing. And the consensus seems to be that a lot of content generally, including thought leadership content, is just kind of okay. But a lot of it is kind of boring and seems recycled. And it seems like you're sort of reading the same stuff over and over again that's not particularly innovative or new. You know, okay. so first of all, what's your take on that? Do you agree with that assessment? And like, why, why do you think that that seems to be that there seems to be that general feeling out there? Yeah, I mean, I think for that, you have to take a step back and think like boring is a bit subjective, right? Something that I might find compelling, you might find boring. It depends on the tone and the audience you're trying to reach. And I think that that's the basis of it. If you haven't taken the time to really understand your audience and what they actually want to hear from you then they probably aren't going to be riveted by your content as well. So I think it's kind of going back to that first rule, creating content on what your audience actually needs. If you're just mm -hmm. putting up a quote on LinkedIn and you're adding a sentence of your own, it's not thought leadership. That's just a social hook, you know? And I think yeah. too many people are leaning on things like that and calling it thought leadership when it's not. Yeah. Okay. Well, you make a good point, of course, that you know, what constitutes good or better thought leadership is there's a there's a subjective element to that too right just like what some people find boring others might find interesting i mean maybe to put a finer point on it and just from my own experience i feel like i come across a lot of content that i think is supposed to be like thought leadership at least thought leadership adjacent but then when i read it i'm like this seems pretty basic to me you know, just like mm -hmm. marketing 101 or whatever the topic is, sort of 101, common knowledge, you know, and like, so how is this leading in any way? You know, like right. I, I think of really, when I think of really good thought leadership, I'm sort of expecting something more like a different take on this topic, or here's a new data set that we're analyzing that sheds light on, you know, light on it in a different way. If it's something that I feel like, oh, well, I already know that, or I've read this same basic concept a bunch of times, and I'm like, well, then it's not that great. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. I, yeah. I think that real thought leadership is is different. I just was reading Anne Hanley's new book, which on Everybody Writes or Second Version, which is like a content mm. marketing Bible. And I want to make sure I get this right. So I wrote it down. She defines high quality content as utility times inspiration times empathy. So essentially making it mm. useful, making it data driven or really creative and keep your readers needs in mind. So I do feel like this is where thought leadership and the definition of thought leadership really falls flat. You think that thought leadership is a 
best practice that's kind of known and repeated a lot of times, or you think it's a listicle or some random, you know, creative thing that that you've brought to the table. But I think you really nailed it, that data and that new angle is what's important. And I think the way you can do that is really understanding your own business and what proprietary data mm-hmm. you can bring to the table that gives you that unique perspective that others don't. Right. Yeah. 100%. Because presumably, if your business is any good, I mean, you have a perspective, right? Like you have a That's reason right. that you're yeah. doing what you do. And you know, you, and you have useful data, whether, whether you're sort of aware of it or not. Right. It it might be like in in the, it might be the knowledge and experience in the heads of the, of your people or, or yourself as, you know, or whatever, that's a form of data too. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think that the number one thing you can do as a content leader, and this is where kind of my, my J school hat comes on is to look in your backyard for, for subject matter experts and really understand what point of view they bring to the table. And especially if you, for example, at Reward Gateway, we sell to HR, you know, that's our main buyer persona. That's who we really want to target are people that are trying to connect to their employees through reward recognition, communications. And so I'll go straight to our people team and I'll say, hey, does this content make sense to you? Is this, is this groundbreaking? How can we make this better? And I think that's where, you know, working in silos on, on thought leadership and not understanding what your audience actually needs and wants from you is, in yeah. a, is an issue that, that I sometimes see among marketers. And I think that if you're bringing ideas to the table and best practice, that's fine. But how can you wrap it into a framework or a methodology or something that really just gets people talking. I mean, thought leadership is all about, right, leading the thought. So if someone is reading your content and they walk away from it with a new idea or a new way of observing something that they've done in their day to day and just tweaking it a little bit, then you've actually nailed thought leadership. Yeah. Or you've offered something new to the ongoing conversation about whatever, whatever you're writing about. So now you mentioned you went to journalism school for, for listeners who might not know what J school means that that's what it means. <laughs> journalism school, right? I have some background in journalism as well. So let's, let's, let's dig into that a little bit. What did you, what are some things that you bring to your current role as a B2B marketer? What are some things that you bring from your journalism background that to, yes, to help I, create better content? I started, so I went to university of Rhode Island for journalism and I worked on the newspaper there. And then I kind of when I first entered my career, I was working for a content marketing agency. So kind of brought the newspaper over to, at that time, magazines. And it was still really focused on print, aging myself here. <laughs> but I worked for a content marketing agency and more on the editorial side. And then about you know nine years ago, I moved over to the marketing side. And content marketing makes me really excited because it's kind of the best of both worlds from editorial and from marketing. But what I really love about having a journalistic mindset is the two golden rules of journalism is, you know, understand your data, understand the facts, understand how you can, you know, communicate it to an audience, and then understanding, I guess this is three, understanding how to tell a story, right? How to hook Mm. people in. You learn about, in journalism, you learn about, you know, the inverted pyramid, and you learn about the first sentence being your hook, you learn about captivating headlines, but you also learn about accuracy 
and you learn about that so what factor. Journalists are inherently skeptic and people don't really like to be sold to, right? So I feel like journalists come at it with that healthy skepticism that is, mm, that sounds kind of fluffy and kind of like crap. Can we fix it so that Mm. people actually believe us? You know, probably a more eloquent way to say that, but I will read things and I'll say, it's just too markety. Can we make it real? Can we make it real for people? Because if you have a journalist that's going to be reading it, you know, there's a famous there's a famous line in journalism that says, you know, if your mother tells you that she loves you, check it out. And that's just <laughs> right. not taking anything for face value. So when you think of that connection back to thought leadership, it's how are you backing up what you're saying? Either that's tried and true practice, have been, having been in your business for a number of different years. Reward Gateway has been around for, I think, 16 years. I've been at the company for seven of those And so we have experience with, you know, thousands of different clients all around the world in understanding what really hooks people with employee engagement and best practice around, you know, reward and recognition and communication Mm -hmm. and and benefits. And we can bring that data in. And the way I like to say it is that, you know, we, we are telling the story that only we can tell. We are empowering, you know, the storytellers within our teams, we're allowing and empowering them to tell only the story that we can tell at Reward Gateway. Yeah. And the real way to do that is to kind of bring your your client voices into, into your work. And I just, I want to revisit a few of the things that you said. So, sure. so one, you mentioned, right, journalists learn how to, not just how to report, but then how to tell the story. In, the, mm-hmm. in, in a variety of formats, right, that are appropriate for the publication and for the audience. So, right, if you're a newspaper reporter, you might use, you mentioned the inverted pyramid, where you have mm-hmm. a, a lead, right, the first thing that just packs all the relevant facts into it. And so that the idea being, if people even just read that one sentence, they'll at least have the gist of what's going right. on, right? And then as the article goes on, you include more details, but the further it gets, the less central those details are it's more color and 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 so on Mm -hmm. right and then you know when when i taught writing for a while at indiana university in the journalism school and i taught magazine writing and that's a little bit of a different format right where you might start with not so much a newsy lead but more like an anecdotal lead or like a little vignette and then you have what's called the nut graph right where and that's what addresses what what you said before it's kind of the so what like what's at stake here why does this matter whatever the story is. And I think that, I think you're right. I think that's so important in, in magazine writing and in marketing writing too. Like there has to be that, why does this matter from the point of view of your audience? What's at stake here? Yeah. Right. And And, I think that's, that's pretty crucial. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the core drivers of great content they haven't changed. It's all about your audience. It's all about connecting with them. It's all about delivering value. And ultimately, as B2B marketers, it's also understanding how that content is going to generate revenue. So tangentially, you know, I think that a lot of a lot of businesses feel that thought leadership has to be completely detached from your brand, that it has to be a totally separate arm. And you know what? If you're a huge company that has, you know, dozens of, of content strategists and you've got someone to run that absolutely, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, to, to run that that agnostic arm of mm. your content, then 
by all means, go for it. I think that that's a great idea. And it's definitely a way to bring in a different type of audience and and broaden your network and broaden what your company is known for. But not everyone has that luxury. And so when you're thinking about kind of the different levels of content that you want to bring to the market, thought leadership really still has to be based on what your company wants to be known for being amazing at. Because at the end of the day, you want someone to read content that your business publishes and understand, oh, that's what they do. And I should think of them the next time I'm thinking of doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, right. Of course. And that is one of the main differentiators between journalism, say, and B2B marketing. And in, in journalism, exactly. you are just reporting Journalism the facts, is just the facts. <laughs> just the facts, just informing the public about what's going on. And of course, as a B2B marketer, ultimately, it's about selling the thing that you're selling. And as a marketer, you're, you're play a big role in that, right? So you mentioned, I think, we were talking about what you can bring from journalism and to make content better, right? Thought leadership content. And I think you mentioned that you can use, you know, the voices of customers to kind of enliven stories, bring a different voice. I completely agree. What about also your own internal subject matter experts? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that I've picked up from from G School, one of my favorite things to write when I was on the newspaper were profiles. And I, I will never forget, there was this profile that I wrote of this, this woman who was, she was a cashier at our CVS, our local CVS at the Emporium. And she would always end her days and she would always say goodbye to people. And she would just say, have a great. And it was never completed. Hmm. And there was a Facebook group about her. There were all these questions about her. And my editor was like, you know what? I want someone to write a profile on her. Everyone was like, it's kind of weird, but okay. And I was like, sure, I'll go sit on a bench and chat with this old lady. And I did. And we sat and, you know, it was drizzling a little bit. We were on like park benches in the Emporium. And she told me all about her life and how she, mm. you know, went through all of this with, with her husband and her family and education. Mm. And, and she found this job at CVS and she's just so excited to be able to help people. And so I finally got to it and I said, so have a great, what does that mean? And she's like, you know, it's whatever people want it to be. Maybe they want to have a great day. Maybe they want to have a great life. Maybe they want great, you know, good luck on the exam they're about to take. She's like, I just want to bring optimism to people's lives. And Mm. I loved it. And it sticks in my head because that's a human and you're bringing a human Mm. to that story. And I think that that is just incredibly important when it comes to thought leadership. And that's the difference, as you said, between journalism, facts, very black and white. But when you can interject people's experience into it, not only does that validate what best practices, frameworks, methodologies that you're putting out into the market, but it humanizes it. It says, oh, that person's going through exactly what I'm going through. That's interesting. And what I always, you know, A lot of companies will do a lot of ghostwriting. Of course, we do as well. But I always try to go back to our subject matter experts and I say, hey, give me a personal anecdote about this or tell me how this has affected your life or what what would be your your two sentence response to, you know, the prompt that we're putting out there. And it just humanizes the content in a way that I'm really proud of, you know, where we have so many. Mm -hmm. God knows my LinkedIn is filled with chat, GBT or GPT, chat GPT, Mm -hmm. 
everything. Everyone's got an opinion on that. And, you know, the opinion is that, in my opinion, content is always good content is always going to rise to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And if you're taking the time to humanize your content and writing for the audience that it's meant to be, it's always going to stand out in a crowd. If it's not, then sure, go hire that AI and just write for SEO and do what you need to do. But if you care about your content, if you care about humanizing it, then that's going to show through. And I do feel like that is something that journalism and working in magazines and all those profiles has mm -hmm. really taught me. I, I really like that. It's because it's making the point that for really good thought leadership has needs to have that strong human element. Right. And yeah. Exactly how that manifests, I think, might depend on the topic, on who you're talking to, on your company and all that. But it, it's, in other words, you're, you're not going to these subject matter experts just for facts. Those you right. can look up, right? You're looking what? for what do they make of these facts? What's their mm -hmm. take on AI or whatever, right? And what do they find interesting? About yeah, it. what do they find interesting and 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 why do they find it interesting? Right? Like that's where you kind of have the gold. Like only you have that per, that particular subject matter expert at your company, right? And so yeah. the, the 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 material you get from them, their thoughts, opinions, that's unique. It will so, you can't find it anywhere else, right? And that's gold. I mean, that's like the most valuable thing you have when it comes to content in my opinion. Absolutely. We actually have shifted our content strategy in the past year to introduce a brand new role in my kind of small but mighty team, which is uh, my colleague, Alex Powell, who is a genius. I'm so lucky to work with her every day, but she is our director of client cultural insights. And it's exactly mm -hmm. that storytelling and connecting the dots between what is the data saying? How does this resonate with our clients? And then what story are we actually bringing to market about what we're seeing? Mm -hmm. And I think that she has been a phenomenal addition to our thought leadership and really understanding what is the story we are trying to tell. And I think yeah. that if you can't get it within your own client base, we also work with third party, you know, agencies that will help us, you know, mm -hmm. craft those questions, find the right audience. But it's all about just understanding what is that story you want to tell, having that in your mind, but being open to what that story will become. I think if you go yeah. in with a with a direct mindset of this is exactly what we want, it's great if your data validates that. But if yeah. it doesn't, again, going back to journalism, don't BS people, right? Yeah. There's always a story in data. So what is that story that you're going to want to tell and what's going to be most compelling for your audience? Yeah, a hundred percent. Right. Like back in my freelance journalism days, I always found it was kind of a balance. You know, it's in order to in order to say have a successful interview with a source, mm -hmm. you, you need to know why you're talking to that person and kind of the role that their content's gonna play in the story. So in other words, you have to have some preconceived ideas about kind of what you're looking for and what they might bring, mm -hmm. or certainly what you're gonna ask them. But at the same time, because you're talking to another human being and people are unpredictable and you can't predict everything, you need to be open to new things that you didn't think about, that you weren't yeah. expecting. And 
be open to at least considering them, right? To learning new things. It might take your story in a different direction that you didn't anticipate and that might make it better. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And I, and um, I think B2B marketers can benefit from the same, from kind of the same mindset. Yeah. And I think that just taking the time to, to validate your findings with subject matter experts within your organization, finding clients that can kind of back up what you're saying. Obviously they've worked with you for, for a long time. And if, if they say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, then you've hit the nail on the head. And there are thousands of, you know, prospective clients out there that are probably thinking the same thing. I actually did just talk about that with Alex. So connecting the dots from your client stories to new things, finding someone yeah. who can tell a damn good story. Yeah, right. Well, well, I think that that's a good point. I mean, like on the one hand, you can say, well, everyone has some kind of story to tell. And that's usually true. Like you like you're that CVS lady. You know, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, why, you know, how interesting could this person be? But when you take time and you sit down, you're like, they have, they're just as interesting as anyone else. And I will tell you, it was experience. a really popular article. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone that's cool. wanted to right. know about the CVS lady. <laughs> the CVS lady, right. And, and so I think to, to like, on the one hand, everyone kind of has a story to tell, but on the other hand, some people are better at telling stories than other people, or it depends what your goal is, who your audience is, what your, what the, the content you're trying to create, right? So part of the trick is, is finding and cultivating the right sources for it, right? That, that's another skill that journalists learn. Yeah. And I think that the other thing too, is understanding that kind of where thought leadership fits in your overall content strategy and content package that you're bringing to the market all you're doing is, again, kind of a few steps away from your brand and getting people to understand what you do, why you do it, then that's not necessarily going to help connect people back to your business. And I think that it has to sit in line with, you know, your your SEO strategy, with, you know, your blog editorial calendar, with your social media. Not everything that you publish has to be thought leadership and has to be groundbreaking. It just has to help people in my opinion, it just has to help people do their jobs better. To me, thought leadership is an elevation yeah. of content that sits within your your overall content package. And how can you elevate it to the next level? And the way you do that is with storytelling, with proprietary data, or with you know finding those subject matter experts that can validate your findings, bringing those best practice frameworks and mythologies to the market. Absolutely. And well, that that was just sort of a perfect little summary of what we've been talking about. And so I really just have one more question, and that's how can people contact you? (laughs) Well, I am on LinkedIn. Please don't message me about that chat AI thing, though. But yeah, you can find me. You can find me at LinkedIn. You can definitely shoot me a message. As you can tell, I can nerd about this all day long. I love content. I'm really lucky that this has been my whole career. And yeah, I think that challenging yourself to just elevate your content, put it through that so what factor and find your subject matter experts, pose that question, just get people to think differently and you'll be on your way. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you for that. We'll put a link to your LinkedIn bio in the show notes. Perfect, yep. And, uh, and we'll, we'll yeah, put I got a link rid of to read. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I hear you. Well, we'll stick for with LinkedIn <laughs> for now. We'll put a link yeah. to a reward gateway as well so people can check out Perfect. the company. And well, thank you so much for a, a lively conversation. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. 
And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.